We're very excited about today's show, but before we begin, we have Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. Jesse, tell us what you got for us. So this is something every pageant girl needs in their arsenal. It is Bold Sunless Tanning. So Bold Sunless is a brand that's been around for a long time, and they've actually been on some of the most notable names in pageantry, Miss USA, Miss America, Miss United States. Um, I mean, it crosses over like transcends all of the Grand Slam pageants, but it really got to start partnering with the USA and the Miss Universe organization. Okay, so t- tell us about what it looks like. Does it come in a spray or is it like one of those things where it's a lotion where you have to wear the gloves and wipe it on? Yeah, it's a spray. So uh, you want to shake it well. You want to exfoliate your body before any spray tan, but specifically before bold. You're just going to hold it about six inches away from your, your body, spray generously, um, and then you want to, of course, like, be gentle around the palms and the knees and the elbows, et cetera, anywhere it can get kind of like stuck in those crevices. Um, but otherwise it's pretty straightforward and really easy to use. And it's not orange or streaky. It's like this really nice Mediterranean color that like I always envy for all of my friends when they come back from vacation. Now, is it something where women of color or women that are really, really fair complexion that they can use seamless or is it more towards the middle of the road skin color? It depends upon what your goal is for your spray tan. So women that are darker skin, sometimes they do like a spray tan because it like evens the complexion. Um, so this would actually work really well for that. Um, it's real. The sweet spot is that middle skin tone because it will give you that really rich glow for the paler skin tones, the lighter skin tones. You may want to try this out before using it for your pageant, like the day before, just to make sure it doesn't make you look too dramatically different. Got it. And, um, tell us where they can find it, how much it is and, and if it even says like if it comes with a certain money back guarantee. Yeah, so this product is $29, which is a great price for a cell tanner that you can use over and over again. It is free shipping as always. The only thing is this item cannot be returned unless it arrives defective. So if there's a hole in the can or it's damaged, etc. Um, but it does ship for free, which is a huge benefit. Great. Thanks, Jesse. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome, everyone, to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we are going to discuss seven excuses that are costing you the crown. So, Jesse, set the stage for us. This topic came up, Stephen, when I had a frustrating um, session like a few weeks ago with a client and she was so close to being ready to win the title and said, okay, here is what you need to focus on. Can you do that? She goes, I'll try. Mm. I was like, you'll try. What the heck does you'll try mean? Like you'll do it and you'll win the crown. So it was one of those things where you just, you have to really channel the mindset that it's this pageant, this crown or bust. And then of course we know the outcome is subjective, but you need to give yourself the best position to win. So no trying, no excuses, just hunker down and get it done. Well, so over the past week, I, um, Renata and I, we went and did a personal development course um, when we were in South Africa, actually. It was like three and a half hours long. And one of the, the sections of this course was limiting words that mm. will limit your um, outcome. And try was one of those. And also there was but, like B-U-T, when somebody says, yeah, I totally want to do it, but, which mm-hmm. completely negates everything else that you just said. Um, the classic example is when somebody's breaking up with you. You're a really great person, but, 
mm-hmm. I'm going to break up with you. <laughs> it's like, son of a... So um, the word try is really limiting. And when you start to look at all the different areas in your life where it shows up, it points to how you're having limited results. But that was a total side tangent when you said the word try. So that is a, it's a pet peeve of mine too. Okay, let's... I, I know there's seven of them and we've got a lot of ground to cover. So what's the first excuse that's costing girls the crown? The first excuse is the phrase, I can't afford it. So I don't mean that you should put yourself into debt or bankruptcy. It's just the matter of you can purchase pretty much anything in the world at a cost effective range and a high end range. And I mean, think it like, think about this, like there's JCPenney and there's Nordstrom. They both have clothing. They both have dresses. They both have shoes. They're just different price points. You might get a stronger quality at Nordstrom. You might get a bigger variety at Nordstrom. But JCPenney can often work just as well and fit into a different demographic budget. So that's fine. Toyota Maserati. I'm not driving a Maserati yet, but my my Volkswagen works just fine. It's just the difference of of class of product. And like my personal favorite, Stephen, is my, my differentiation of the brands of Champagne. There's Andre and there's Vouve Clicquot. And of course, we always prefer Vouve Clicquot, but that doesn't mean I can get it every time. So the moral of the story is like you can get anything you need within your personal budget. You just have to research, compare, and get a little thrifty sometimes. Yeah. And funny you use the word, I can't afford it because that was mm-hmm. another limiting um, phrase that limited your outcome. Because by saying you can't afford it, like, what are you really saying? You're saying, I choose not to buy it. Because mm-hmm. you can afford an evening gown. Maybe you're not able to afford um, a Versace evening gown, something like that, or Sherry Hill. However, you can afford an evening gown. So looking for the things that you can rather than making excuses for the things that you don't feel like you're able to at this time. For sure. And, you know, for me, when I was preparing for Miss International, I had a very limited budget. And my evening gown that I wore on the national stage was $400. And I had a sponsorship of $250. So I only, I'm terrible at math. Is that $150 left? Yeah, nailed it. So I only paid $150 for my na- my international winning evening gown. So the options are out there. And, like, some things you can do is one, like, what can you reuse, borrow, or rent? That can dramatically cut your wardrobe costs if you go that avenue. And the second item is figure out where you need the most help in your scoring and focus your investment there and be thrifty everywhere else where you're already strong. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, Olivia Copo, I haven't heard this straight from her. I've not heard this straight from her. I feel like on the very first pageant, the Miss Rhode Island USA, she won with like a $15 evening gown or something like that. That sounds clear to me too, but you're right. I haven't heard that confirmed anywhere. Right. So, I mean, moral of the story is whether she did or she didn't, there's plenty of stories out there like Jesse where individuals had a cost effective um, evening gown. Your judges don't know the price point. When you put an evening gown that's well tailored to your body, on stage, it looks like a million bucks if it fits you like a million bucks. Exactly. Okay, so what's the second um, thing that's costing girls the crown? The phrase, I didn't know. So you go through pageant weekend or you're going through pageant weekend and a surprise comes up that completely throws you off or you're not prepared for. And to that I say, oh, heck no. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you say, oh, heck no? 
Well, I, we talked about this in a previous podcast, but like run through your handbook a zillion times. Make sure you read it cover to cover so there's no surprises. You can do research on photos from previous pageants. That way you can see, because one of the things I hear it is like, I didn't know I had to wear a suit for interview or I didn't know people didn't wear a suit for interviews. So they feel like they look out of place. Do a ton of research on previous pageants and contestants. That way you can kind of see what styles people are going with. So you're not surprised. And then the last thing that I did that I highly recommend is interview past title holders and contestants of the pageant you're competing in. And my favorite question to ask them, I ask them a lot of questions, but my favorite is, what's one thing that you wish you knew going into the pageant that you didn't now that you know it? And I got such enlightening answers. I mean, this was, I interviewed the woman that won the international title the year before. And like, my goodness, if she didn't know something and she was still able to win, but what what did, what did she wish she would have known? Um, so that's very important. So I would say, if you're gonna have action items for this particular excuse, the I didn't know excuse, the first thing you should do is identify three past contestants to interview. And the second is if you're not already on our pageant prep timeline, it will kind of walk you through the steps to how to be successful in a pageant and maybe cross some T's that you didn't think of before. Um, Steven, what, and I feel like the link changed. Did the link change for that pageant prep timeline? Um, it might have changed. You can find it under freebies on our website. Um, so if you just hover over freebies and then click it on the website, if this is a future pod, like if you're listening to this maybe two or three months from now, we are actually launching a brand new website. So the link's going to change, but it'll still be on there. Um, you might just have to d do a search for it from the article section. Um, but for right now, the present, you can go under freebies. And the great thing about this is if you're a first time pageant girl or even like one or two pageants into it um there's certain things you just don't know about the industry i mean forget the system <laughs> right you just don't know the culture of the industry that the timeline will really help save you from those embarrassing moments and they're timed emails that sends out to you when your pageant's six months away three months away two months away a few weeks away even a few days away so regardless of where you are in your timeline go ahead and sign up for that and uh, honestly it'll We've heard so many testimonials and I've gotten so many emails back from girls. It's like, oh, you totally saved me on this. I had no idea that this was a thing. So it's, it's been very, very valuable. And a lot of girls contribute that to the only coaching they've received. Mm -hmm. And they've done very well placed or if not one at their um, state and national titles. So it's really great. Yeah, it's an amazing course. And if you're not already a subscriber, I highly recommend it. Yep, it doesn't cost anything. So it's like, I mean, do you want this thing or not? Um, <laughs> okay, point number three for what are girls doing that's costing them the crown? So the next excuse is I didn't have time. Mm. I Okay, that's my you other pet peeve. Go ahead. Yeah, you, it, you felt an immediate impulse. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, just you always have the time. Now, I will agree that you might not always have the energy to do something. You always have the time because there, there's two time banks that you have. One's time, that of energy. There's 24 hours in a day. If people can run countries within that 24 hours a day, I think you can juggle pageant prep and college. Or, I mean, my friend had quadruplets, quadruplets. Oh. And he has a business that's in 36 different countries and pursuing his acting career, which he's done three feature films this, this year alone. So it's like, and he also had one other daughter before he had his quadruplets. So, I mean, you're talking five kids, married, multiple businesses. He has the time. 
you just need to learn the skills to manage your time. So, right. all right, step box off, go ahead. No, and that's, <laughs> I mean, that's exactly my point is time management is a huge skill that you need to be constantly working on if, you do, if you're not already a master at it because everyone's a work in progress. But some things you can do in order to help like get rid of this excuse is to multitask. And Stephen, you and I have talked about multitasking, that multitasking is kind of a farce in the sense that you can't really do both things well at the same time based upon studies that we've seen. But I'm talking about very basic things. So like if you're at the dinner table or you're in a car with someone, have them ask you questions or do interview prep. Or if you're at the gym on the treadmill or the elliptical or even lifting and you have the TV on or your, your headphones in, watch the news instead of watching Netflix like me, which is a terrible example to set. <laughs> and then the last thing is like when you're at home and you're meal prepping, but you want to practice your walk, throw on your tippy tops while you're meal prepping. And I say that with caution when you're using your knives, don't be wearing <laughs> But those are three things that are effective uses of multitasking, Stephen. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, it's great. And so for those of you, um, actually, and again, we covered this in the personal development course uh, this past week. Um, my wife is a firm believer in multitasking. So the guy was like, all right, write out multitask and however many letters are in multitask. Let's just say it's 11. I don't know. And he said, write out multitask and simultaneously write one through 11. And so it was more like she would like M and then one and then U and then two and then L and then three. So he rephrased it and said switch tasking is more appropriate. So um, and studies have shown that it takes you almost like twice as long to do mm. quote multitasking or switch tasking than it is if you just focus in on one thing. Now what you're saying when you're wearing tippy tops while doing meal prep, you're not truly multitasking you're just combining actions and like mm -hmm. seamless like when you're on the treadmill and you're watching something everybody can walk and look straight forward so that's not truly uh, multitasking that's almost like coupling activities together mm -hmm. that coincide yes. and same cool. uh interview prep and dinner table so love those examples really high quality um texting while you're reading the news yeah not happening talking on the phone while you're reading the news, not working. Mm -hmm. Or if you're listening to the news in the car while talking back and forth with your best friend or your mom, whoever's in the car with you, again, not effective. So yeah, take those, <laughs> write those down, find other things that you can um, couple like those activities where it's not going to be a distraction and you'll be um, well on your way to being super prepared. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Fourth thing that girls do that costs them the crown. All right, this excuse is I couldn't get there. Yeah. And in pageantry and really in any entertainment industry where you're consumer facing, customer facing, et cetera, when opportunity knocks, you have to be ready to walk through that door. I mean, how many times have we heard that statement? And it's a big thing for pageant contestants. I mean, when you're invited to an appearance, it's I know you're busy. I know there's lots going on. I know it's challenging to get there. You have to make the time, especially if it's not going to cost you anything or it's not really putting you out. And you never know when you're going to meet your next sponsor. You never know when you're going to meet your next organization to partner with, but you have to be ready and you have to be willing. Yeah, completely. Do you have a, a specific example of your life of where you did this? Yeah, I had. Um, so when I was 
working towards becoming Miss International, uh, I was working heavily, I still work heavily with volunteermatch.org. And they invited me to, they had a meet and greet happy hour with a lot of the nonprofits that were using their platform to gain volunteers. And I, and I was working alongside Volunteer Match to spread the word about the website. So they invited me to this happy hour. Um, so, but I did not drink, of course, because I am a pageant, I was a pageant title holder and did not have my crown and sash on. I just went as me and I was networking and gaining information. And while I was there, they were like, wow, I never expected this from you. I thought you'd be typical pageant girl, stereotypical pageant girl. And here you are having really great conversations with us. Would you like to come to our summit tomorrow? And I was staying with a friend, so it wasn't costing me any money to be there. I had driven, so it didn't have to change any flights. And I was like, okay, you know what? One more day, I can do this. And of course, it was one of the most valuable experiences I could have had as a steward of volunteerism, but also as a potential title holder because it gave me such important things to talk about. So had I not just said yes, rearranged my schedule and made it work, I would have really missed out on something special. Oh, that's beautiful. Great story. Mm -hmm. Do you have a right place, right time story? Yeah. Um, mine, I was invited. I was living in Ohio. I was invited to um, this. It was a fundraising for a movie. And I thought, I mean, I, at the time I was living in Belpre, Ohio, 7,000 people live there. So mm -hmm. not a lot of opportunities. And I just started my marketing company. Um, so this was, um, I had Pageant Planet too. I think I just started them both. My marketing company is a little bit for Pageant Planet. Anyways, I didn't have a lot of money. Like, did not was making probably fifteen hundred dollars a month <laughs> at the time. So not a lot. Um, and I just scraped together my pennies and um, I just jumped in the car because the it was going to be the next day, and I drove down to Georgia. And I just felt like I needed to be there. So I went and was just in the presence of these people and they were talking about raising funds funds, and then they, I heard that they had a marketing need. So in that conversation, I just gave them a friendly advice and just said, yeah, like this is what I do, no big deal. Well, they hired me on the spot, um, $5,000 a month just to market their one website. So, wow. um, and that was like a definitely, uh, it was a game changer for me, which really launched the marketing career, uh, the, my marketing company and the excess funds helped fund pageant planet where we were still figuring out everything. So, um, that was certainly like taking a sacrifice, not making excuses would have been really easy to say, wow, I'm not able to drive 10 hours. I'm broke, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, um, just making that the time for the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, so important to be a yes person while you're a title holder and you're preparing for your pageant because you truly never know what's around the corner. Yeah, and it's not like what you and I both did in those scenarios. We didn't just show up. We were there to be of service to someone else. Mm -hmm. And as a result, we got something out of it. So we didn't give to get. We gave out of a servant heart and then we reaped the benefit. And I think you and I can both cite like dozens of times where we were in situations like that where we just gave and got nothing. And, you know, sometimes we got a thank you or whatever, but these times are just times that it paid off. The, 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 the I guess, caveat is you never know when it's going to pay off. So always be in service. Mm -hmm, for sure. And, you know, I, I can think of times where pageants will have group appearances and, you know, are you, are you going to stand out? No, because you're in a group of title holder. I mean, stand out in the sense of like, that's not going to be something you put on your resume that nobody else is going to have, but it's still a valuable experience. So I say, say yes to as many opportunities as possible without 
killing your credit card, killing your credit score or running yourself ragged. I mean, of course, if it's a matter of you, your health or this appearance, I mean, certainly choose your health, but you have to be ready. Yep, absolutely. Okay, what's the number? What's the fifth thing? Um, okay, so this is a little bit different than number three, but it's I didn't have enough time. So number three was I didn't have I don't have time. This is I didn't have enough time. So I'm, I'm not talking about when you happen to stumble upon a pageant like two weeks before and decide like impulsively to enter. Like then you actually do not have enough time. So that excuse is um, really plausible, but that's your own dang fault if you <laughs> enter a pageant two weeks before. Um, but I do think like if you have a month to six weeks before a local or state pageant, if you really bust your tail to like grow and prep, I mean, I think it's possible to win in four to six weeks, Stephen, don't you? With oh, that level? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's one of those where we talked about the combining the tasks and no excuses, making the time, the time versus energy, energy matrix. Like this is when you literally have to put you're all into this process. Yeah, completely. And, and this kind of goes into like who you are as a person too. Mm -hmm. Like pageantry is just an organic extension of who you already are. You're just putting on a dress and some makeup and, and learning the, the tricks of the trade. But really it just enhances who you are. Yeah, and um, someone who's laser focused on something will easily beat somebody who's kind of fluffing around so mad like so if you have six weeks and you wake up every day and you work out you look at the news you're practicing your walking and you compete you're probably extremely ready but if you have your title your local title for six months and you're kind of like well I got six months so you know I'm gonna take my time and then you really when you look back you really didn't input a ton of actual practical preparation into your six months time I mean that person's gonna beat you every single time out of the gate. And what I, shoot, that was the phrase I was gonna use. It was, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Love, love that quote, phrase. yeah, that's great, that's great. It's so true, I mean, you have people that are just naturally, naturally gifted at things, and you see them waste their talents away because they're not willing to put in the time and energy to get it done. And that's really, I mean, would you agree that that's like how, why certain entrepreneur, entrepreneurs fail? Oh yeah, I mean, the world is not lacking with people with talent. It's really not. I mean, the, the bars, the even the jail sales are filled with people who are extremely talented. It's the people um, who actually want to work hard day in and day out. Those are the people that are lacking. There, there's no, um, it, it's, it's not a fluke that the quote is, there's no traffic in the extra mile. That like people know that. That's been around for a long mm -hmm. time. And it's yeah. so true in every industry. Um, so yeah, work hard will beat talent every time when talent doesn't work hard mm -hmm. such a good quote yes what's the six things that girls do to lose the crown okay we talked about this a few weeks ago in great detail but it's the excuse it's not fair so like ladies gentlemen listening to this podcast i am so not here for this excuse and if you are going into the pageant already thinking that there's some funny business with the integrity of the system or this really competitive contestant is competing alongside you and you know it and you're already deciding like that it's not gonna work out for you, I can promise you it's not gonna work out for you. It's all about like having the right mentality because even if there's an inkling of that doubt in your mind, it's going to subconsciously prevent you from doing your best. Do you agree with that? Oh, completely. And, and I wanna put this out that life is not fair. But the good thing is life is not fair to everyone 
And life is not fair, both in the good and the bad. Because if we're all really um, just honest with ourselves, we've all done things that are been bad, but that maybe we just didn't get caught for, right? Or we've done things that's been out of integrity that maybe the world doesn't know about it. I mean, if life was truly fair in all aspects, we'd get busted every time we lied, cheat, steal, whatever, right? So it's not fair mm-hmm. in that degree, but it's also not fair in the fact that you maybe don't get everything that you deserve the first time around. It does pay off though, and this is going back to point number five, for the people who are persistent, who consistently work hard, those people eventually get the reward. So yeah, totally agree with you. If you question the pageant's integrity, you shouldn't be competing in the first place. So chalk that up as a life lesson, save your money. But um, if you are like competing, if you have chosen to compete, then whatever the results are, the results are. And I'm dying to ask you this question. Like, is the, has there been a time, we always talk about mentality and mindset. Has there been a time in your life where you went into something with a negative mentality and it kind of came to fruition? Oh, well, so any, any success that I've had or lack of success or failure has all come out of my mind from dating. Like I remember dating girls where like I would get into the relationship and then my mind would just start playing tricks on me. It was like, it was crazy. And then the relationship would deteriorate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like when I, um, owned the football team, uh, when I owned the football team, I, for those of you who don't know, I used to own arena football team. I bought it when I was 23. However, my mentality is that I did not believe I was good enough to be in that position. And my mentality was that I'm not sure if these people will actually follow my leadership because they were twice as old as I am. Mm-hmm. And I went from waiting a four table section at the Cheesecake Factory to less than four months later becoming the youngest person to ever buy a football team, raised a million dollars. So it was totally a Cinderella story. However, I got myself into a situation like press conference and the mayor's office, all this stuff. And I just felt like, what am I doing here? And because that was the internal script that was running, I made bad choice after bad choice and eventually it fell apart. And I had to rebuild from that failure and ultimately became a better person out of it. However, I didn't necessarily have to go through it if I would have had a different mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a perfect segue into the seventh and final excuse, actually. So like the last piece of this puzzle to your success is the excuse, I'm not good enough. And when I hear it, it breaks my heart into like a thousand pieces because like I get questions all the time about how to not get psyched about somebody else or another contestant. And this is my like my goal as a pageant coach is to help every contestant I work with feel like they are worthy and ready to win. And it's so important that you're building yourself up and pageantry. Like, yes, you are competing with other people. It's such a personal journey and it's all about you. Yeah. And, and if I am to be transparent, I don't feel like I'm good enough in certain areas. Mm-hmm. I've learned to be, um, to change my, my self belief However, when I first started in business, I didn't feel like I was worthy of a million dollars. I didn't feel like I was worthy of the the paycheck that I'm making now. And I didn't feel like I was good enough to even create a brand online that people would listen to. Over time and through persistence, I've developed a mentality that's way different than when I first began nine years ago. So for you that is, is listening to this, one, have empathy with yourself. 
and just have grace for for where you are and mm-hmm. appreciate the journey that you've made even thus far and then surround yourself with information um, be it books podcasts like this um, and people that will speak into your life take the words that you really connect with and then repeat that in like a, an affirmation so that you course correct that that mindset how do you jesse like almost reverse this negativity that you think of this limiting belief. Do you have like a a formula for that? I do. And when I work with contestants that are struggling with their self-confidence or trying to position themselves as their own winner, um, there's three different things that I suggest they do. The first is like, just like you said, a daily affirmation, wake up. And before you even get out of bed, you tell yourself something about yourself that you value, or is there a skill that you have or something you like about yourself? And that way you are giving gratitude to your body, to your mind, to your skills, et cetera. And that's how you start your day. Uh, I think that is so important. That's great. And Jesse, if the girls want to work with you, how would they go or how would they go about that? They would go about that by visiting pageantplanet.com backslash coaching. But I have two more things you can do to reverse your self-confidence. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me cutting you short. Okay. Okay. I was like, wow, that was must have been really solid. <laughs> that was um, really great. Yeah, okay. okay, real quick. So the first one was affirmation. The second was turn your insecurities into your strengths. So when you see something in someone else that you're like, wow, they're so much better than me. What about them? do you think is better than you? And maybe they have a great talent and you struggle in talent. Okay, well, you need to start putting yourself and your time into classes, resources, performance, opportunities to get that skill up to that level. So your talent knows no longer your weakness. You can look at it as your strength. So it's kind of challenging, channeling the energy you're using to be envious of someone else and putting it to build up yourself. That's number two. Can I I say a point on that real quick? Yeah, of course. Just simply you're not able to see a quality in someone else unless you possess it for better or worse. Yep. Right. So when you see someone, something in someone that's enviable, it's because that is in you. So just taking time to say what really, and it's, it takes a level of confidence to even say, I'm jealous of this person. That's the first step. When you can see what you're actually jealous of that person about or why Mm -hmm. you're putting them up on a pedestal, Look to see where that shows up in your life. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's very true. What's number? What's the third one to to reverse this formula? And then I'll ask you to repeat everything since I yes. <laughs> jacked up the flow. <laughs> um. So the third is visualization. Um. If you close your eyes and you're seeing someone else winning the crown, it is a huge red flag to me. And that should be something that you're working on every single day. So you start the day with the positive affirmation. Maybe you end the day with a visualization and you close your eyes, hear the MC say your name, see the crown be placed on your head. I have a lot of clients that start out with this exercise and they really struggle to put themselves in that position. And by using the other steps in that formula, they will eventually get there. And it is you have to see your crown, yourself crown before it will actually come to fruition. So great. Okay. Give it this, the whole thing again, uh, the, the three different points that you had so people can know how to reverse that mentality. Yes. Daily affirmation, turn your insecurities into your strengths and visualization are the three steps. Perfect. Now, if the girls want to work with you, how yeah. would they be able to do that? Pageantplanet.com backslash coaching. Thanks, Jesse. 
Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.